blessed to have our first message today by my good friend, Mr. Sean Witt, entitled, What a Glorious Day. Thank you, Owen. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this beautiful holy day, trumpets. Let me take a quick sip before we get started. Well, we made it. Here we are. It's the fall holy day season. Feast of Tabernacles is now only two weeks away from what Owen was saying. And today we celebrate, in my mind, this is the greatest holy day of them all, the day of trumpets, when Christ comes back to this earth. Well, we are now more than a year closer to Christ's return. Well, a year closer is what I'm trying to say. Have you ever had a nightmare where you just couldn't wake up, where you're laying there and you're in that nightmare and you're, you're trying your best to just get up and you can't? And I've had that happen a few times, and it's, I don't like it. I'm glad it's only happened a few times, but you're like, you feel like you're awake, but you can't get up. You're just like, come on, wake up, wake up, and it's not happening. And you just want to break free, uh, and you finally do when you finally wake up. This has happened to me a few times, and it's not a fun thing to go through, like I mentioned. And I'm sure you've all had the situation where you thought you set your alarm clock, but you didn't. And you wake up, and you look at your watch, and you're like, oh, man, I'm supposed to be at work in like a half an hour. I mean, luckily, sometimes you wake up, and you're not already late. Well, this happened to me yesterday. thought for sure I had set my alarm. didn't happen. So I rushed, thankfully made it to work on time. But that's not a good feeling as well. So before we go to bed at night, we must remember to set our alarm to help us wake up for the next morning because it's to alert us to get up and that we have a new opportunity every day to be productive. So trumpets, the seven trumpet blasts from the angels depict alarms. It's a warning to let us know what is coming. So there's seven trumpet blasts to come, and there are different warnings of such things to come. I'd like to go to uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 2 through 10. So for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor in darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober for those days. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and for those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith, and love and the helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should be together with him. So we're being warned to stay awake and not get caught up off guard, to be sober and watch. We have to always have our alarms on to be aware of what's going on around us having all our pieces of armament on us 
for our daily protection, to be aware of what's coming. We live in a dark and dying world that is becoming more evil all the time. You can see it around us every day. Just turn on your TV and you can see the evilness that is happening. Satan knows he has but a short time and he wants nothing more than to destroy us. Satan is like a jealous ex-boyfriend. He won't let you go. He plays on our emotions and tries to keep us down, only wanting to harm us and trying to keep us in abuse. Uh, he likes to have us in, a abuse, in an abusive relationship um, that can become comfortable if you're not careful uh, because it is what we become used to. Sometimes you hear of people that stay in abusive relationships because it becomes the norm. They're used to it and they become comfortable with it even though they're being abused. These type of situations require special counseling. And as a side note, I just want to mention, if you need any type of counseling for anything you might be going through, any type of abuse or just addictions, whatever the case may be, uh, the church may be able to help you through our partnership with Plumline Ministries. So I just want to put a plug in for them. Please don't hesitate to ask for help. You can come to me or Matt or um, Steve, different people you can ask about the programs that they offer. So, sin is like... That's what sin is like. It can just suck us in, take us over quickly without us realizing it. We can be involved in a bad situation like that. Satan wants our attention to be on him. He wants us to be in love with him. Not in love with this world. He wants us to come out of the abusive relationship of this world. Jesus is like every girl's dream of a knight in shining armor racing up on the horse to save the day. And I know this to be the case because my wife Kim, she likes to watch Hallmark romance movies. We've seen quite a few of them. I have to admit, I kind of get sucked into them too. But in our defense, the content of them is mostly clean and much better than most of the woke stuff that Hollywood's putting out now. I mean, the acting's not real great in them, but they've got a better storyline and a little bit, little bit better quality of stuff to be watching. So, please turn with me now to Revelation 19, verses 11 through 16, to talk about Christ coming back on a white horse. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a white dipped, a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, clothed in white fine linen that is clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, and with it he would strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh the name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus is coming back, and he loves us so very much. He has already won the war for us. 
we have been redeemed. He is coming back to wake up this evil world, and he has come to take away the corruption, and to uh, discipline the defiant and the fallen that have fallen asleep to Satan's evil rulership and reclaim his rightful throne. And we will be right behind him on horses as well, dressed in fight, fine white, clean linen, if we set our minds to it. We will be there. God the Father and his Son want nothing more for us than to be totally in love with them and with this glorious day, taking back the world and putting Satan, an evil ruler of this world, in his rightful place. God wants us to be there right with him, coming back. Our past is our past. Every day we need to be moving forward, and we just need to cry out like a trumpet blast to God if we're needing help with anything that we're going through. He's there to help us. Seeking and asking God to be working through us, helping to pick ourselves back up when we fall, just like any loving father would do to pick us up when we fall. We can't give up. Every day that alarm goes off is another day of life and an opportunity to be connected to our father to help make the best of the day that God has provided for us. We have a, every day we have a new day to reconnect. We know that we're going to go through some hard times, that there's hard times ahead of us. Some of us are already going through some pretty hard times as it is right now. As we know, the prayer request list is growing, and we just need to continue to lift each other up in prayer. That's something we can do for each other, be praying for each other. To encourage one another. It's not getting any easier in this world, but remember, God has a plan and a purpose for us, and Jesus knows exactly what is going on, where we're going, and what we'll be going through prior to him returning. He knows all this is going to happen. He's aware of it. We may not like it, but it's part of his plan and purpose to perfect us to be a part of his family. So now please turn with me to our final scripture. We're going to go to 1 Thessalonians again. This time it's going to be in chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. And I got this from the Gateway Bible um, online, and I like how this, is, this says the comfort of Christ's coming for this passage. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow, as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring us with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. We will always be with the Lord. That is pretty amazing. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. These are definitely comforting words to share with one another. Our Lord and Savior is coming back, like I mentioned. What a glorious day this will be. 
we will be united with our loved ones who have passed before us. Together in the clouds, we will meet the Lord in the air. That's what this day is all about. What happens here and now is temporary. It pales to comparison to the upcoming glory of being of God for all eternity.